They're the joyful agains our children shout on the swings, the exhausting agains of cooking and laundry, and the difficult agains of discipline. So much of what we do as mothers is on repeat. So what if we woke up with clarity, knowing which agains we were called to, and went to bed believing we are faithful in what matters most? We believe God's word is the key to untangle from the confusion and overwhelm we feel. Let's look up together to embrace a motherhood full of freedom and joy. I'm Stephanie, and I want to welcome you on behalf of Entrusted Ministries. This is the Again Podcast, and we're in the middle of a series on untangling biblical motherhood. Today, we're talking specifically about untangling our priority to God's word. And we know that it is difficult as mothers, but this episode is full of practical tips about how you can make that happen. And if you don't already have a plan in place for making sure that the Lord has the priority of time in your life, then we hope that you're inspired to turn over a new leaf and to seek the Lord faithfully. In today's episode, I'm joined by the incredible Jen Freckman. She and I will talk about what it looked like for us to be faithful to the Lord as our children were babies and toddlers. And later on in the episode, we discuss how it's transitioned as our children have gotten to be older. We understand that a lot of you mamas are on a mission. We hope that you're able to listen to the get to know you questions at the beginning. But if you just need to hop to that practical wisdom, you can skip about the first 10 minutes of this episode and then dig in with us as we talk about digging into God's word. Okay, Stephanie. I'm going to start off asking you a question today. Great. This is a fun one. What is your ideal retirement age? How would you like to spend your time in retirement? I don't think about the age very much, but I definitely think about what I want to do. Hmm. And my dream is to design my own tiny house and drive it to whichever child needs me. Oh! If one son's wife has a baby, I'm going to be here for a month, but I'll be in your driveway, not, <laughs> not in your space. <laughs> I can come make meals and then I'll just come over here and just... Let me know what you need from me. And then if one of them has surgery, then I drive to them and travel around like that. I really like that idea. My husband is like, yeah, you can do that by yourself. <laughs> so I understand that's fine. He'll maintain home base so we still have a place to host them. So Cute. that's my vision. I've always loved places that are utilized well in mm. tiny places. <laughs> I dream of making spaces efficient and yeah. Maybe I don't really want to live like that all the time, <laughs> but well-intentioned, well-used spaces are very exciting to me. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I agree with that, actually, uh -huh. and I think that it, it makes it fun for a season, and you wouldn't be living that way every day right. just while you're going to go visit the grandbabies. Yes. I like that. And then I would just love to continue to encourage others to follow the Lord. So whatever doors the Lord opens for that, yeah, that would be exciting if I can stop in speak at a church in between my, yeah. my driving calendar or something and, and travel, <laughs> see new things. That's sweet. Yep. Pull your little house up into the parking lot of the <laughs> church. I love that. I think Eric and I have talked a lot about retirement because he works in finance. So he mm -hmm. has to talk about retirement with people. Sure. And I definitely know that we don't want a typical retirement where, mm -hmm. you know, you retire and you go golf every single day of your life and you don't do right. any responsible thing again. Right. <laughs> We don't want that. We want to be highly involved in our grandkids' lives. We want to be 
giving back and serving in the church and just not getting paid for different things. But I think that that's more biblical too. Mm -hmm. If you think of biblical retirement, retirement is not in the Bible. Right. You, you work and you stay faithful throughout the end of your days. Yes. <laughs> so I think retirement in America is very different than anywhere else. And we definitely don't want the typical American retirement. Yes. Um, I don't beautiful. know about the age because I don't know that it would change that much. It's just that instead of going into the office every day, Eric would, you know, not be doing that since I don't work outside the home. Sure. It would be him retiring because uh -huh. you don't retire from being a mom, but, right. <laughs> but definitely being more in the service role as opposed to getting the daily office payment. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that the Lord gave you both that conviction and then gives him an opportunity to speak thought-provoking questions to people planning that season of their lives. Yeah. That's a really neat avenue of influence that he has. Yeah. You know? Very true. Very true. When I was in college, I went to a conference for Campus Crusade and John Piper was the speaker mm -hmm. and he had just written, Don't Waste Your Life. And so all of these college students are there, and he starts preaching about how one of the worst things in our culture is the idea of retirement. Yeah. And I thought for a little bit, does he know he's talking to college students? <laughs> like, that's the furthest thing from our mind. Yeah. But as I processed it, I thought that's really neat that we got that word before we could even start planning our careers. Oh, true. You know? Yeah. Betsy's first lesson in Entrusted actually reminds me a lot of that message. Hmm. It's the introduction to Entrusted, but she's giving the charge for the older women to pour into the younger women yeah, and to true. not take a break. You know, when you're in that last band of life that you are prayerful and that you are serving the Lord in different ways, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually now love that she set the study up that way to say, no, this is where we're going long term. Yes. And... And to have a perspective of your whole life, your whole motherhood, instead of just eyes down, head down, this is yeah. where I am right now. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I loved how she did that in the study. Mm -hmm. I I think that was super amazing to listen to and to watch and to study through like, oh, wow, this is the full life perspective. Right. I loved that. Yep. All right. Next question for you. Is there a place you feel most at home, rooted or centered? I grew up in Wisconsin, and I love the beauty of creation. And some of the most powerful times I've had with the Lord are just enjoying the majesty of creation. But one of the most comforting places for me that I've ever done that is my parents built a home on a lake in Wisconsin. Well, it was across the street from a lake, so you could see the lake from the front of the house. But in the back, there was a pond and a little beach and... Even though my parents moved in in September when I went off to college, you wouldn't think it would still have felt so much like my home, but it was. Aww. And it was a really special place to come back to. And my dad passed away about 12 years ago, and that was the place where I could still feel like I was close to him. Aww. My mom had to sell it two years ago. We were thankful that the Lord allowed us to enjoy it for that many more years, but it was hard to shut the door because I could still see where my dad sat mm. and it was home and it was safe for yeah. me, you know? Now I would probably say the chair I sit and have my quiet time, but I'm still replacing that one. 
How about for you? Do you have a spot? Um, well, mine's not as <laughs> as spiritual as yours. The first thing, I'll tell you, the first thing that came to my mind was Hobby Lobby. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I get in there and I just feel happy. It's sure. like my house. Yes. There's like creative stuff. There's home decorating things. There's um, arts and crafts. I just, I can do floral design. I mean, anything that I love to do is theirs one. Yes. Okay. That's great. <laughs> but I definitely also, there's a song out. I think it's by John Reddick. I don't remember, but it says, I want to go to church. Oh, and I have loved that song. And there have been so many times in my heart where I'm having a bad day or something and that song will come on and I'm like, yes, I do. I want to be in church right now. Oh. Like I love being in church. I just yes. love it. I love being with believers and I love worshiping the Lord and song and being filled. And there's just something about being in church that I just love. So I would say being in church where yes. the Lord wants us to be creative, right? Like we're made in his image. Yeah. And yes, that's awesome. That's great. All right. Here's one for you. Okay. N name a place in your life where you've seen little by little progress add up. Ooh, we are part of a CC community, which is Classical Conversations. And the very first year that we were part of it, I didn't know anything about it. I literally joined the community because I love the people there. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know <laughs> anything that we were in for. Yeah. And I remember the first couple of weeks being like, oh, there's a lot of memory work here. Right. And they're singing everything. <laughs> and then... They started singing this thing that they called the timeline song. And I didn't know that by the end of the year, my children were going to be singing this 12 minute song from memory of literally the timeline song that went from creation to present day. And so little by little by little every week, we'd go back and they would learn a little tiny bit of it. And then we'd add on and a little tiny bit more. And by the end, we know this whole timeline song and I was... Floored. I could not believe that that little bit each week added up to the whole timeline of creation to now. It's amazing and yeah. such a great reference. But a great memory for me is your family presentation when your husband <laughs> sang your family's timeline. It's like fearlessly belted out. Oh. It was so sweet. Oh, yeah. it was very, very funny. And <laughs> quite the surprise to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're right. We do have a timeline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great. You didn't care about the melody. It's fun. Okay. What about you? I have to say God's word and studying that for many years, even though I've really grown in faithfulness, but I see how it's built up and I've delighted in it for a long time. But hmm. I have seen even in this recent season where I feel sometimes that my chest is going to burst during my quiet time, just the joy of the Lord. And it's become what sustains me on a day-to-day -day basis. There are some circumstances I don't think I could be faithful to the Lord in this season unless I had the joy that he's giving me right, right now from his word. It's my favorite part of my day. And to have those seeds of walking with the Lord for a long time of, oh, I love that verse. And to look back through yeah. your Bible and see the things you've underlined, That's that would be it for cool. me. So in Entrusted, there's actually a whole lesson about the authority of God's word and how important that is. Mm -hmm. 
And Betsy wrote this study 20 years ago, and of course that's always been important, but I think now when moms are being inundated with so many cultural trends and deceptions, to be grounded in the word is of paramount importance. And yet it's really hard as a mom to do that. Sometimes it feels so much easier to catch a little break and scroll Instagram or social media for a little while. The enemy can get such a foothold there. We have a guest speaker this month at our church. He's one of our elders, but he's a phenomenal preacher. Mm. And he gave the coolest analogy. He said that his daughter is on a soccer team and her team was playing as their warm-up song, Elements by Toby Mac. Oh, awesome. And the other team was playing Beat It by Michael Jackson. And he said, I love Beat It. I did a choreographed dance to that in college. I love that song. Yeah. But of course, I know Elements well. And so I said to my daughter, I think the daughter that was sitting in the stands with him, what song do you hear? And she said, I hear elements. And he said, I can't hear it. I only hear beat it. Because he knew that song so well. Yeah. He had focused on it for decades. Yeah. And he knew the melody and he couldn't not hear it. Interesting. So he challenged us as new creations in Christ. What are we meditating upon? Can we hear the soundtrack of God's word in our lives continually playing? Yeah. Or is the world playing in our minds all the time? Oh. That is amazing. Isn't that great? That is very cool and so powerful. Mm. And I love the Element song. I would hope I, I could hear that one. <laughs> right. I know. Me too. But it was neat because it's not like Beat It is a bad song. Right. You know? No. But, no. And, and I, I think that fits perfectly then, right? Because yeah. so much of what we're taking in is our heart is to learn more about how to mother well or, yeah. or to be a great follower of Christ. But all of these messages are coming in, and we don't always have the time to process them well if we're not really rooted in his word. Yeah, very mm -hmm. true. If you could just take us back to when you first became a mom, mm. and your children are, are little, yeah. and you're not sleeping well, what did it look like for you to be in the word? Yeah, good question. Those were hard hard times to be in the word. They mm -hmm. were desperately needed and desperately wanted. Mm -hmm. Like that I can I can put myself right back in those situations and I can feel my heart aching to have no one interrupting me mm -hmm. and to have like uninterrupted quiet time with the Lord for extended periods. And yes. it didn't always happen that way, mm -hmm. but I wanted it to. <laughs> so when my kids were babies, I um, well, first of all, I am not a morning person. And so I tried a number of times to wake up before them to set my alarm early. And without fail, every single time that I would do that, I would be tiptoeing down the stairs and a baby would cry or a child right. would wake up and I would be instantly angry because I was like, no, yeah, I'm awake early to do this. This is mine. <laughs> um, and it would just feel so discouraging. And it seemed like any time that I would try to wake up early to do it, a kid would wake up earlier than me. So I gave that up and mm -hmm. said, okay, Lord, I'm going to give you my first fruits and the best of my time. And so what is my best time? Well, that very first morning nap was my best time. Mm -hmm. And I committed to just any time that the kid was in bed, <laughs> I would 
go to my Bible and I would open it up and I felt as though I had a ticking time bomb that was waiting Mm -hmm. to go off at any moment. But I remember very clearly, I remember praying, Lord, you know how long I have here. Would you please quicken your spirit to me? Mm -hmm. Would you quicken whatever it is that you want me to hear from your word and just help me to enter quickly into the throne room Mm -hmm. and hear something from you? You know when (laughs) this child is going to wake up and when I'm going to need to go and my heart wants to meet with you. Would you be make it be real and and strong? It's a beautiful and, prayer. And I feel like he he often honored that and mm-hmm. and would give me something of benefit. Now there were definitely like times where I would read, especially if I was in the chapter of like I don't know judges, where I'd be <laughs> like, oh, something more. You know, um, those were hard. But I think that's the beauty of God's word. It's living and active sharper than any two-edged sword. And so even if I was reading something about judges, the Lord just still was like, you were with me and that's what matters. Uh-huh. And and he would fill me even in reading the names of all these judges. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I can relate for sure to being frustrated that they woke up. And I, like you, not as much of a morning person. I was just so excited to be a mom that I couldn't wake up for my alarm clock, but I could just hear my son, mm. just a tiny noise, and I was up. Yeah. And and so I felt released. That's okay that this is what it's going to look like. That will be the first thing I do. I'll nurse him. But I did that with the Lord often. Thank you for this blessing of this child or praying for him. And sometimes reading the Bible on my phone would help me be faithful, but it wasn't my favorite way. And I think I let a standard of, oh, no, I really want to be at my Bible with my colored pencils and digging Mm. in. And it doesn't really count unless I'm doing that. And it took me a while to give myself grace. That's what it looked like when they were babies. And then I always made my children have a quiet time, even if they weren't going to nap. So right after lunch, I'd put them down for their rest time or nap time, and then I would spend time in the Word. But when it's not right away for me, it's easy for other things to, oh, I could be doing dishes or Mm. should check this email. So That helped me be faithful for years, but I did have to fight the temptation of seeing things around me that needed to be done. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Because there's always things. It's never ending. Right. There's always going to be something that's going to pull you towards that. I remember when my kids were babies and wanting more time and I couldn't have it, I would have my Bible open on the counter. Mm -hmm. And as I was cleaning, I would read a verse and let that just flow over me and read that and meditate on it and think about it. I would have worship music playing or something so that I could be singing the praises to him. Some right. Anything that I could do to turn my affections to the Lord, yes. turn my heart towards him and be sensitive to his leading and his spirit. And one thing that I did, I've always, I don't know when this started, but I have done it for a very long time is before my feet hit the ground in the morning, right away when I wake up every morning, I quickly ask, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me your wisdom. Order my day. Reorder my heart. Mm-hmm. Because we wake up and our heart is disordered. And I don't want to have a disordered heart. I want it to be ordered rightly. And I want him to order my day for me because I have plans. You yeah, know? That's right. But I want to be sensitive to his plans. Mm-hmm. And so I just say those things just as a constant reminder to me that like, I'm submitting my day to you. And I want 
I want to do what is right for you, what you want have for me today. Um, Can you say that one more time? That's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me wisdom. Order my day and reorder my heart. Mm. And those are the four things that I'm like, I just, I want to make sure if I do anything yep. that this is happening. Right. Um, oh, that's so beautiful. I also remember having a prayer book, but I currently have the book Every Moment Holy. Mm. It's a beautiful liturgy book. But there was a different one that I had, and I can't remember who wrote it, but it did have different beautiful prayers in it. And I would have that out on the counter. And now that my kids are older and I have Every Moment Holy, I will have that out on the counter as well. And so if we're having a hard day, I'll go to the one about fighting children (laughs) and read that. And sometimes it just helps me in those moments to be like, okay, this is holy work that we're doing. And even in the fighting, the Lord is calling me into his word, into his day, into the way that he is sanctifying me as a mom. Right. And those prayers just help me so much. And they're so beautiful, way more beautiful than anything I could write. (laughs) Right. Yes. I love great men and women of the faith that write these powerful words or praying through scripture. I also remember when they were babies, in the car, I would have the audio version of the Bible. And often it was somebody with an Australian accent. Because <laughs> it's so beautiful. And I feel like my kids were like, who's talking? So they would be quiet and listen to it. But that was another way that I could have scripture pouring over me. Even if I didn't have the moment to spend quietly, I could still hear that and hear his word and be reminded of his truths. And I remember also when they were toddlers, as they were playing on the ground quietly, I would read the Bible over them. And whatever it was that I needed to read, I would just read it aloud over them. And that was a way for me to be able to get it. I could hear myself saying it, and my mind was focused, and yet they were hearing it as well. It was really a sweet thing Yes. um, for those times where I couldn't trust them to be playing alone away from me where I could sneak away. Um, I would just read it over them and it was, it was very sweet. You do those things as a mom when you, you know, you want to be in the word, you know, you want to have that epic, awesome moment with the Lord and it doesn't always happen. But if you love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength, you're going to do those things to desire that that help you to get into the word. Yes. And he, if we really press into him, he makes a way, right? Yes. So often we think this problem isn't solvable. And if we really give him a moment, Hmm. okay, Lord, what can I do? Is there anything here? You know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm reminded of the verse in Luke that talks about denying yourself and taking up your cross daily and following him and how every single day it's important that we're in the word and that in Jeremiah fifteen sixteen it says, your words were found and I ate them and they became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. And mm-hmm. I just love how God's word truly does become that. When you are faithful year after year, day after day, month after month, whatever, all those things adding up, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. it does become the desire. It's something mm-hmm. that you're not just doing to check it off. You actually need this, like that that stay-at-home mom who wrote that hymn, Lord, I need thee every hour I need thee. Um, She knows knows what's up. (laughs) She knows that she needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit and needs the filling of his word. And 
how often we need that. I'm also reminded of the verse that says, today, if you hear my voice, like there's so many reminders in scripture that we need him not only daily, but we need his word daily. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes as moms, we feel that it's something we need to check off. But mm-hmm. even in that, if we do that, if we get in his word, it ends up not being as much of a checklist thing. It becomes something that we crave, that mm-hmm. we truly delight in. And it becomes our daily bread. Jesus is the bread of life. It's right. it's something that we need to sustain us daily. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when you're in that season, you're constantly giving of yourself. It's such a sanctifying time. I, I think the reliance upon the Lord is so strong yeah. that we need those verses to cling to, to guide our heart's desires, right? Yes. And Psalm 119 is just such a powerful chapter. The whole thing is about the Lord's word. Verse 32 says, I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. Hmm. So that's a prayer that I've prayed before. Like, yeah. God, enlarge my heart. I am struggling to have a desire for your word or or even to obey you in something, but I know that you want me to. And if I submit myself to you, you're going to grow that in me. And then verse 36 says, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Mm-hmm. So those are two that I really love from the chapter. To have a desire to be shaped by the word of God is something that the Lord loves. And it seems like it's becoming more and more rare mm-hmm. these days. In Jeremiah nine twenty three through 24, it says, Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, hmm. that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. I mean, we're being given permission to boast that we understand and know God. Wow. I feel, yeah. you know, yeah. but that the Lord would delight in us knowing his true character, his true goodness. Yeah. And we're, we're invited in that. That's cool. Um, what a charge, right? Yeah, absolutely. What did your quiet time look like when your kids started to get older and maybe weren't in nap times? What did your quiet time look like or what, what does it look like now? Sure. Like, So I still make them do the afternoon rest time because yeah. it's just such a good reset for everybody. But now when my kids, when the last one stopped nursing was when I could make a transition, I felt because she started to sleep a little later Mm -hmm. and then she didn't wake up needing me immediately. Yeah, I think that's kind of when it made this shift where I could wake up a little earlier Yeah, and she'd sleep a little later and the Lord just kind of provided the way. So I would come down quietly and stir my quiet time. And this is even so sweet of the Lord. I've never been able to drink coffee my whole life. I'm very sensitive to caffeine. But when I started, I went back to school to get my master's in counseling. And at that time, all of a sudden, I was able to drink a little bit of caffeine. (laughs) And I would get excited to wake up and have my coffee and my time with the Lord. The best part of waking up. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
So he made it easier for me. And I just was like, thank you, God. You knew I had a heart to do it. And you're providing more of a way now. So I I still only have a couple ounces and then fill it with milk and then just... Like a little bit of creamer. So then I sit and I get all my things out and start my quiet time. And as my kids come down, which my oldest is a very early riser and he often beats me, but he'll do something peacefully, play with Mm. our bunny or read the word for himself. As my kids come down, they will come over and I'll give them a hug and talk to them for a second. But then they know they need to play quietly or read their Bibles and that they're not really to interrupt me unless it's an emergency. Yeah. Especially as a homeschooler, they're like, if mom's not giving us a checklist, yeah. <laughs> let's run with it. Yes. <laughs> so they're like, okay. So yes. they play pretty well. Yeah. And so, yes, they each just kind of come down and they know that they'll read the word a little bit on their own and then play. I'm so grateful because it was a challenge to get to having it right away in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And it took a long time for me to be really faithful in that. I feel like now that my kids are older as well, if the Lord wakes me up earlier where I don't hear them, all of our kids, their bedrooms are on the second floor and Eric and my bedroom is on the main floor. And so if I don't hear them coming down and I've woken up early, I can just sit in my chair right by my bed quietly Mm -hmm. and, and do my devotions. And oftentimes I will still get it done first thing in the morning. And I'm always amazed like, wow. This is what this feels like, (laughs) you know, but if they wake me up, which often does happen because my kids are way more morning people than I am, (laughs) um, I still just do it right after lunch and they know that, that that's my time. I'm like, you're going to pick up after lunch and I am going to go and do my devotions and, since they were very little, I was like, unless you are bleeding or dying, you may right. not <laughs> yep. you may not interrupt me. I am promising you I will be a better mommy when I come back out these doors, so you want me in that room. Right. <laughs> yes. And I just took it very seriously. I trained them to let me have this time. Mm-hmm. And I I'm very diligent to try to not take too long. Sure. But I'm like, you know, this is very important and you can wait. It right. can wait. You can do what your own tying of shoes or whatnot. Right. That can wait. And sometimes it seems insurmountable. Yeah. But if we actually take the time to train them, it's amazing how well they adapt to the system that True. we set in place, right? Yes. Yes. And so, and I think adjusting our expectations for what the training process might look like, mm-hmm. it might be really defeating the first couple of days, but maybe just try for five minutes the first day or 10 minutes and then build it. And if we're consistent, Mm. they often adapt that structure. I totally Mm. agree. In my devotional time, I'm a huge proponent for just reading the word, Mm. getting in and you and your Bible and a notebook. Mm -hmm. I've gone through different devotional Bible studies before and they can be wonderful, but I feel like the greatest depth that I've walked in my relationship with the Lord has come from being in the word and reading his word for myself. Mm -hmm. My mentor taught me years and years ago, her Bible study, and I kind of took it and adapted a little bit. And what I do for mine is I take a blank notebook and I put the day and the date and the time at the top. And then I put what I'm thankful for and I'll just bullet point things that I'm thankful for. And then I have a portion that says 
please forgive me for, and I'll Mm -hmm. confess things that need to be forgiven and ask him to forgive my heart in these areas. And then I have a portion where I literally label it quiet (laughs) and I'm just quiet before the Lord for a brief moment to just, if he has anything he wants to lay on my heart Mm -hmm. or say to me, I'm just quiet and I'm not asking for anything. I'm just enjoying his presence. Mm -hmm. And so I'll do that for as long as the spirit leads. And then I have a please section, things that I'm pleading for him to please do, Mm -hmm. things that are on my heart that I need to just lay at his throne and be like, I need you to do this because (laughs) I can't, I can't control it. I can't see a way out, whatnot. But these are the things I need help from. And so that's my please section. And then after I've done that, then I read one chapter every day, one chapter a day. And I have gone through the Bible multiple times by doing that because each chapter eventually little by little you're going to get somewhere right right? right. and um and as i read that chapter the first time around i'll read it and i'll underline anything that sticks out to me and for instance one time i was reading and it said how jesus healed the blind man and he spat on the ground and he put the mud on his eyes and he said what do you see and he was like "Uh, i don't know it's kind of blurry and and then he did it again and he could see perfectly and in the margin of my bible i wrote why wasn't it done perfect the first time? I'm curious. Everything Jesus does, does is done perfectly the first time. Right. And so in my next section on my journal, I'll have prayers that I pray that are specifically for the scriptures that I just read. Mm. And I will pray things like, Lord, help me to understand your word or God, I'm confused. Why wasn't this happening or whatnot? Sure. But most often it's a prayer of... Like, for instance, this morning I was reading in Ezekiel, and it's constantly, son of man, say this, son of man, say this. And so today what I got out of it was, Lord, help me to say faithfully what you call me to say. Mm, He he said what you told him to say, exactly how it was. And so whatever that scripture is, I will pray it, and it has revolutionized my prayer life. Mm. There are things that I have prayed for that I would never have prayed on my own, but because it was in scripture and I was praying the scripture back and making it personal in my life, I've prayed for things and people and for my children that I would never have thought to pray ever. But the way that the Lord laid it on my heart by just reading that chapter and saying, and, and I'm pretty diligent about being I want to write out something. I mean, sometimes it's hard when I'm in Judges or you know yeah. somewhere. <laughs> right. I don't know. Judges is getting a bad rap for this episode. <laughs> but sometimes it's a little hard, but I try very hard to put something from the scripture in that prayer. And then I just close it off um, with praying. And, and sometimes if I have an extra time, I'll you know, read the lyrics of a song or something that, or I'll even sing a song from Spotify by myself just quietly. And then by that time, my kids are needing me. (laughs) But it has been so beautiful. And I love it. It is like, oh, I don't need alone time. I need time with the Lord. Right. And I feel so filled by that. Definitely. So great. Yes. And sometimes the routines are so fruitful, right? When we know what to expect, when you're not waking up thinking, where am I going to read today? Or what am I going to do? Or yes. Or flipping your Bible open and being like, well, this is where I'm going to read. <laughs> right, right. Which the Lord can move through that. Yes. But but often it's the day in, day in out faithfulness, the again and again, yes. right, that we see he meets us in that 
I love to share what I learn from God's word. I will be sitting in my chair and like, who can I tell? I took a spiritual gifts test recently. And one of those, that was one of the questions. And I was like, yes, I've always been that way. And when I'm in a small group and I can share that, with the other women that's been really fruitful in my life and having that accountability yeah. to be steadfast and keep going there's the abide study method that's so helpful to read through once and look for observations and the next part to interpret those things and then the next step is to make application for it and I loved doing that recently. That was a really exciting way to dig in and notice patterns. And yeah. wow, that word came up a lot. Yeah. Or just to notice different things in scripture. That's I awesome. love that. And often the Lord would put a chart on my mind. Like, I need to make this chart. Or it keeps saying up to Jerusalem, but that was south. And then I made the map of Israel at the time oh. and then wrote in, where are these miracles happening? So I could see different connections. Very cool. So sometimes the Lord leads me to make something visual to solidify yeah. what I'm learning. And it's this statistic, if we write something down, we're 42% more likely to remember it, I think. Oh, interesting. I think that's yeah. it. It's pretty high. And so, and even a goal, if you write it down, you're much more likely to achieve it. Very true. So the times when I don't just read it, but I also record something, I I agree very much that that's been really fruitful. And it's also biblical. There's a verse that says that we need to share all the things that we have learned with those who are in leadership. Like mm. there is a verse that says that we are to share what we have learned with others. And I love that. Yes. So that's cool that right. you do that. That's cool. Another thing I've really loved doing in my quiet time is following the color coding system of Get the Word Out. Get the Word Out is a Bible study method that was developed by Betsy and David, and the subtitle is Developing a Devotional Lifestyle. So the color coding system is 14 colors, and each one of them means a different thing. And I found this was so helpful for me, especially as a young mom when I've got you know, a wandering mind and so much is going on around me, to actually stop and think, okay, well, what color would this verse be? And that one, oh, that verse really stood out to me. And it's going to be green because it's about the character of God. But what is it saying about the character of God? And it really led me through keeping my mind focused on it and, and thinking deeply about the scripture and not just checking it off. I've loved that. And then I was in a Bible study for a couple of years where we used a couple of the tools from Get the Word Out. One is an SPCA which stands for Scripture, Principle, Conviction, Application. You would pick a scripture that you loved from the week's reading. We were all reading through the Bible chronologically together. But you'd pick a scripture, and then you'd say, okay, what is the principle behind this scripture? What is God saying to his people? And then based on that principle, you say, okay, well, I have this conviction based on that principle, and then you develop an application for it. And it was so amazing to see all of the women would show up and have completely different SPCAs. Oh, cool. It was like the Word of God, wherever we were at in our lives, different scriptures were coming up, and we didn't even have chit-chat time. Hmm. We'd just be like, let's open up, let's dig in, share your SPCAs, and I knew them so well, and we knew how to pray for each other so well. Yeah. So... 
I'm just going to mention that so that when Get the Word Out is released soon, that you'll be watching for it. If you're needing a little accountability in the Word, we would encourage you to find someone that can stay the course with you. And when we know someone's going to check in with us, it just really helps. And if you're finding that you need more of a desire for the word, I would recommend reading Psalm 119. I'm going to read a couple of those verses. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. When I read those verses, my heart is transformed, and those desires become my desires. And so I love praying God's word back to him, as you were saying, and seeing how much God's word matters to him. He chose to communicate to us through his word. And so we need to be seeking him here. As I said earlier, nature is a beautiful way to connect with God. And there's music and there's many beautiful ways that we can feel close to the Lord. But he has elevated his name and his word. We are to find him and to seek him there, even when it's difficult. We hope we've given you some practical ways to do that today. And we encourage you to not give up. It's so worth it. We know you're busy, Mama, so we are truly grateful you joined us for this episode of Again. If you're looking for more information about building your home on the foundation of Jesus Christ, head to www.entrustedministries.com to learn more about our study for moms, Entrusted with a Child's Heart. This scripture-saturated study has blessed families around the world, and we want it for you too. Before you go, I want to pray this benediction over you from 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 through 12. We're rooting for you. To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Until we meet again.